This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first edition of Bead Film Sock podcast. I am joined today by Jonathan Prez of Bead Film Sock hey. and DJ Costick. <laughs> right, is that what we're going, I'm yeah, going by yeah. now? Well, hello, everyone. And Daniel Costick, who you. is our lovely PR officer, and then me, Freya. I'm head of arts at Purple, and I'm also All right. public. <laughs> 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 well, this is where the crossover is. <laughs> yeah, but it's film stock first. And okay, then. yeah, I'm sorry. My first role is publicity officer yeah, for Big Film Stock. I'm the student representative for um, Visual Arts and Film for my year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> that is true, though. That's it is true. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is our first episode. Would you like to introduce yourselves a bit more? <gasps> With your favourite film, maybe? Ooh. Given that this is a film broadcast. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Am I going to go first? Yep. Um, well, as you heard, I am Mr. Daniel James Costick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I suppose my favourite film is uh, La La Land. Yeah, I just think it's good on many levels, narratively, cinematographically, whatever the heck that word should be. Don't yawn. <laughs> and just like the editing, everything. There's not one bad thing about La La Land. Apart and, from Ryan Gosling. And <laughs> the fact that it lost to Moonlight, which is also a good film, but just doesn't have the special place in my heart that La La Land does. What about you guys? What are your favourite films? Yeah, I'm Jonathan Townsend. I'm president, big old press. Oh. Um, my favourite film is Inception because it's just like, it just is. It's the best film ever made. That's that's good. It is good, yeah. Do you want to? Is that, is that, is that <laughs> all you're going to give to us? I mean, I don't think it's kind of self-explanatory, really, isn't it? You know. I haven't actually visually. Seen it, so the 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 practical effects are just timeless. Yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't watched it, so. I don't really know what it's I quite like Inception to be I get it mixed up with Shutter Island that's the oh. one that I always think it's really yeah. same year two Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio yeah. films are they yeah. same year yeah both 2010 I didn't realise Shutter Island was so late yeah. yeah the more you know that I watched that in the dark by myself and there's that bit where the like old woman stops and like stares at him it's been and ages since I've seen Shutter Island oh well that scarred me I remember watching it and having to read the Wikipedia synopsis as it was going on because I was really confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this, like, are we meant to not know what's going on? I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, no. It was a good watch, to be fair. Um, yeah, my favourite film is The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Ooh. Which Got French accent in there as well. Shut Look up. at you. <laughs> which is La La Land's predecessor influence film. That's, That's good. That's word. good. That's a phrase. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very beautiful. Lots of nice colours, good plot line, nice bit of music. So I told you it looked nice, but oh, I did wait, give up. I, get, I stopped watching it? after like 20 minutes. What? Yeah, we didn't tell you this. We oh, don't want to yeah. hurt your feelings. What, did you both try and watch it? No, no I, I've seen I, it. She's seen it. I, I started it and I was like, I'm too tired. I'm going to go to bed. That is not a good excuse. You watched Lola and you liked it. So yeah, surely. but you know. Like I said, the thing with Umbrella I will, watch, I will watch it. I'll give it a proper go. Okay. Sorry. I don't believe you. I feel like it was very pretty, but there wasn't just one nice shot in the film. I don't know. I've discussed that with you before, though. My heart hurts. Oh. Anyway, moving swiftly on from Umbrellas of Cherbourg slander, um, we were going to have a chat about 2021 and film. What about film stock in general? Oh, sorry. Going You've back. gone off the agenda. Wow. That you wrote. This is publicity. We need to advertise. Okay. More importantly, how would you sum up Bead Film Sock? What do we do? Who are we? 
we are a student-run independent cinema. The, what? The, the oldest wow. cinema in Durham <laughs> and the cheapest. Yep. It's only £3.50 a ticket. That's cheaper than the girl. Oh, we can we can we say that? Yeah, yeah. Other <laughs> cinemas the cheapest in Durham. Other cinemas are available. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we've got a cracking lineup this term. We do actually, it's actually pretty. Uh finds on Facebook oh. and Daniel will give all the social media li- names and how to find us. Pretty sure it's just be film stock on Facebook and Instagram. It pretty much is, yeah. yeah. Don't go on Twitter though, I don't update it. <laughs> do we even have access to that? Probably. I can probably find the login somewhere. <laughs> it be the same login as everything else. So. I just uh, feel like... Let's not tell Matt. <laughs> <laughs> how, do we, this, it's like, how do you share a Twitter account now? Like, it's just like, people just find them, don't they? Fair, but we do have a very beautiful Instagram account, yes. thanks to DJ. Oh, mm. stop. It's a, it's, a ju- it's a joint effort. It's a joint effort. No, no. It's mainly me. <laughs> stop right now. <laughs> so, yeah, we generally show, like, anything that's come out in the last month. Yes. No, we, can, we, we, have, we have to wait a month before we can show it, but yeah. Yeah. Show it as soon as we can afterwards. We're pretty close to the Odeon in terms of the kind of programming that we do. Mm. Yeah. We're not, we don't really show much like indie foreign language stuff unless it's been... We have done. In the past. It's not uncommon. But yeah, not uncommon. more often than not, we're like blockbuster standard programming, but they're good films. Yeah. I'll probably be showing a few out later. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Including. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna make me do it now. Yeah, go for it. Oh, last night in Soho is our first showing coming up this Saturday slash Sunday. That made my top ten films of the year. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Miraculously. What do you mean miraculously? Oh, controversial. No, I think it's just like one of the most visually pleasant films of the year. Definitely, just a bit exciting. I definitely. I mean, Edgar Wright always sort of delivers with the visuals and the editing and. I'd say it fits him with the, his own legacy, yeah. I feel like it's an interesting one for him because he usually doesn't have women in his films. <laughs> so well, it is. It's co-written, it by, is co-written yeah. by yeah. Whereas the rest are co-written by men. Yeah. Probably. Although, know. even though it's co-written by a woman, it does feel very written by a man. The ending, in particular, mm. it's a controversial one. Yeah, not for not for the right reasons as well. Mm. I mean, I really liked the visuals of it, but. I feel like you get to the point with people who have like strong artistic styles like Wright where you're it's not impressive like you know that he's gonna have mm. like it's gonna look great because it, it's him and the soundtrack's gonna be good Suppose so you want his songs yeah. to like push a bit more you need to like, advertise this right <laughs> <laughs> no it's we can talk about our opinions of them I suppose like, that's how I feel about Wes Anderson which is also why I'm glad we're not showing any Wes Anderson oh, this term no, no French dispatch thank god yeah um, it was not for me. <laughs> what did you think of French Dispatch? I thought it was a Wes Anderson film, you know. And that's not even yeah, that's that. not a compliment. No, but I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're a Wes Anderson fan, you'll love it. But if you're not, you'll be like, no, it's fine. Have you watched Moonrise Kingdom? No, I yeah, saw you had yeah. recently. Oh, it was so good. It's on. It, when did it just go on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. It's been there for a while. But, um, yeah, you reviewed it, and a few other people who I follow reviewed it as well. Like around the same time, I was like, oh. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, so is that a recent update? Or? I mean, it is on Netflix. That's how I watched it, but yeah. it was very wholesome and interesting. To be fair, my sister loves Moonrise Kingdom. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'd recommend. Yeah. So, twenty twenty one in films. Yes. Yes. 
what was your favourite film, Mr. Jonathan? My favourite film of 2021. Oh, big scenes. I think if we separate this into films that you've watched that are old, films that aren't from this year. Oh, no, we're just going to do 2021. Films from this year. Just films from last year. <laughs> okay. Who cares about old films? Ugh. It's all about here and now. Was a uh, censor. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is that movie? Yeah, it's on movie. It's a British horror film. Yeah. Uh, directorial debut of Prano Bailey Bond, who is so good. It's uh, set in the 80s. Um, it's about a film censor who... Censors films. Yeah, censors films. <laughs> yeah. And then the censors like horror films that are like being banned. And then it's how they start to influence her life and... It brings up memories of her past, and she starts the, as it said in like the synopsis, it she starts to blur the line between reality and fiction. Classic. Do you think that's an accurate synopsis? Yeah. I will yeah. say I've seen the trailer, good. and the trailer. I mean, to be fair, it sounds like you were describing yeah. the trailer pretty well, and it is a great trailer. Yeah. I need to watch it actually. It looks so so good. Yes, like yeah, I I can see why. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it, but. I get good vibes. And like, the aspect ratio keeps changing to show like <laughs> mental state. And oh, that's cool. Bit of a random tidbit, but I didn't realise the aspect ratio changes in Catching Fire until yesterday. Oh, I haven't watched that in ages. I didn't know it did. It changes when she goes into the arena, it gets bigger. Oh, mad. I was like, this is new. I mean, Wes Anderson does that in the French Dispatch as well. Like, when yes, like each the scenes segment, with um, so. Chalamet and whoever the other girl is. No, no, oh. Uh, oh, well, yeah, she's on that as well. But um, that changes for different aspects. So they also do it in La La Land, don't they? Oh, God. They do. It's true. It's going to be the banned word of the podcast <laughs> from now on. <laughs> no swearing allowed. Well, aspect, aspect ratio. No, La La Land. <laughs> and Ryan oh. Gosling. What was your favourite film then, Freya? Oh, Ooh, go on, movie. take the wheel. Um... No, no, can we go to date? Um, <laughs> I'm going to check my letterbox. Well, it's not my favourite film, but I think the film I'd want to shout out is Coda. Um, yeah. Came out last year around August. It's on Apple TV, so just you know, get the free trial if you might want to watch it. Honestly, get a new phone. Get a new phone. <laughs> yeah, treat, get a new treat phone. yourself. Oh, it's, get, get six months free with a new phone. Bargain. No. Um, it's just really nice to see deaf actors showcased in such a mainstream way. Last year in particular has been a great year for deaf representation with Rose winning Strictly, Makari in um, The Eternals. I forgot who she's played by, which is really annoying. But like just, and The Quiet Place too as well. It's been a great year. And I think it's really nice that on the awards circuit this year, Troy Kotzer is getting a lot of recognition for his role as the dad. Um, team Troy. Team, hashtag Team Troy. T team Troy for the Oscar. Thank you very much. Um, and in terms of the story, it follows... A girl who is a coder, which stands for child of death. Uh, death? This, or have a t-shirt that says the exact same thing about <laughs> correcting death to death. Anyway, a child of deaf adults um, and how she wants to pursue music while also trying to, you know, serve, help her parents. And it's just very interesting. It's hard to sort of explain. It's sort of like coming of age, um, but very much different in the way it shows sort of a different life. A life similar to my own, because... Um, both my mum and dad are deaf as well. Um, yeah, I think that covers that. Hold it was on. very, it was very good. I really, I really enjoyed it. Defo, defo. Well, awesome content. What about you? Take yeah. it away for it. Wait, just going back momentarily. Oh. I think we had a conversation vaguely in the pub about um, how accurate it was and things like that. Oh. 
what areas do you think it could have improved on? Um, there was, I mean, I'm doing my dissertation about this actually, but um, there's, there's a specific scene. I don't want to spoil it, I suppose, but um, maybe I think some of the issues the film has is it placates to a hearing audience. Obviously, the film is about the coder who is hearing, um, not about the deaf family, but I found particularly certain scenes, um, certain scenes maybe weren't accurate to the deaf experience. Um, the film also suffered similar criticism. It's a remake of the French film La Famille Bélier. I hope I've not mispronounced that. It's going to be really embarrassing. Um, but in that, um, what happened? Yes, they said that, I mean, the, obviously the film is about this girl who wants to go to music school. And the art, a lot of criticism came from the fact that music is presented as sort of like the antithesis of deaf people. And this happens a lot in other films as well which isn't necessarily the case. It's not a reflection of reality. And that's something that the film maybe sometimes falls victim to in the remake as well. So, yes. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. I think... Quite interesting, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, was my, that was my chair about to go. Um, yeah, I find it so frustrating how they put all of these films on really, like, selective platforms yeah. that you have to... Like, Promising Young Woman being on um, Now TV or something. Yeah. It's so stupid because it just restricts the audience massively. Like, Code is such an important film and that in the respect of, like, representation yeah. of, um, like, varied experiences and, like, Promising Young Woman as well for its, um, like, exploration of gender dynamics and, like, critique of society. Yeah. And then they then put them in the most narrow context. Like, neither of the... Have, did Coda end up being screened? It was... It, I went to watch it in cinemas when it came out. Oh, OK. But I think the worst thing about it is, as well, is, like... Obviously, DVDs aren't really as much a thing anymore, but mm. like things like Power of the Dog and Coda, both of them big awards films this year, you can only watch them on Apple TV and Netflix. You can't buy them on DVD. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to do it. I tried to find it, but I couldn't. So yeah. that was uh, quite a shame. Yeah, so I think it's quite good that it is getting awards recognition because um, it means that people hear about it more and go, oh, I'm actually interested in that and mm. might seek it out. Whereas if it kind of fell off the radar, then no one would ever see it. Well, I was worried that, it, like, obviously it came out in August, which is really, like, unconventional for awards films. Yeah. But obviously, thankfully, uh, it's getting the attention it deserves. But yeah. Yeah, I think there's a massive problem with, like, putting this onus on the audience to, like, seek out films now, rather than them being, like, given to them and, like, forced to have an interest in them, if that makes sense. Like, if they just showed everything in, in cinemas straight away... And most people would just go and watch them it like if they have like a vague interest whereas like the fact that you have to get an extra subscription or like remember to cancel it if you're doing it on a free free trial and things it's like i think that definitely like puts people off especially as a student it's just sort of restricting it make it even more difficult to access yeah definitely um yeah in terms of stuff for me like in my list of my 12 favorite films from this year oh 12 yeah i did one for each month oh nice mm. nice yeah. nice um but there were only three films from this year that were actually on there oh as in like everything else was older stuff because i just felt like 2021 didn't really hit it with what was being released um yeah. so i ended up putting becoming Custo, which is this documentary about this like oceanographer documentary filmmaker 
guy who was really famous in America but I'd never heard of um, which I'd really recommend it was like all archive footage and it's so beautiful like all this underwater filming and photography and stuff and also really emotive like it's one of the first and only documentaries I've ever like cried at when I've watched to be fair I do cry quite easy at films (laughs) but I feel like documentaries are a bit harder (laughs) yeah Um, and then the other one was Nobody. Did you get to watch that? No, no, it no. <gasps> It was, was it good? so good. It was like, it's kind of like a parody-ish, like slightly satirical, mm. but the music choices, like cinematography and the writing, like it's so clever. Mm-hmm. And the contrast of like tragedy and comedy is really strong. So. Is that the one with Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a John Wick-esque kind of thing. I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I heard mi- I heard people say that it was one of their favourite films of the year, and other people say it was one of their least favourite. So I think I, it was well, quite a, a mixed. A it's mixed like one. you have to watch it with like taking a pin- pinch of salt with everything. Yes. But and then not film, but TV. It's a sin. Will always have a yes. very special place. Hundred percent agree. Like super incredible work from Russell T Davies. Yes. As per. Always delivers. Can't wait for him to be back on Doctor as well. Exactly. Yeah. He will hopefully take it back to new heights. The current writers are not doing what they should be. I know, I haven't poor watched Jody. that for so long. Yeah, poor Jodie's, I think, been done in a bit with the writing. The current Doctor, but you know. Do we know who the next one's going to be? No, <laughs> should we do guesses? No. Me. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Ollie Alexander or anyone in it, to, sin, to be honest. Could be anyone. Danny Dyer. Can we He's not have Enders? I've heard about Danny Dyer's rumors. leaving EastEnders. Oh and now. Have you heard, have Danny you heard Dyer about this? He's 20 to 1. 20 to 1 odds. Apparently, he's leaving to pursue like a role. Like I don't know, something like a dramatic role or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who yeah. knows? Maybe next doctor, Danny Dyer. Or maybe Bond. Can no. <laughs> Get shut up. Oh, that'd be so good. Please, that'd be so good. That'd be the worst thing to happen to the Bond series. I mean. It's already sort of flailing a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Wait, let's have a look at our Oh, award series. What hate? What, what, what do we hate? What do we hate on that? What <laughs> the, thing, the thing that Jonathan's been waiting hates. for is to tell everybody the films that he really doesn't like, so far away. I mean, that's a good question. I could probably go first. Do you want to go There's first? There's one that definitely comes to my mind. Okay, go, go for it. The first thing about this is, is that I've seen this film probably more than mo- I've seen it the most of any film I watched last year in terms of stuff that came out last year and it was just because it was so unbelievably bad that I had to show multiple people because I don't think people realised how bad it was and that is the Golden Globe Best Comedy nominee <laughs> I'm waiting I don't music know. <laughs> oh <no>. directed by <laughs> Sia <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> probably the most offensive film I think made in the last I don't even to be fair I don't even, uh, yeah um, depictions of autism are a bit questionable um, just I mean there's even a bit where it's like talking about Africa but just Africa not specific places a village in Africa it's just like how how do you I mean you can tell from Sia's uh, little I mean if you've not heard about this Google it Sia started replying to people on Twitter having a go at them for criticising a film she obviously went into it with the best of intentions, but um, it's hard to believe when you do watch the film that is the case. It is something, it is truly an experience. Well, this is the thing that I find baffling, is when you think about how many processes these scripts and like the final cut goes through, how does nobody turn around and go, This is bad. Wait, yeah. this is kind of offensive, or like, 
because it's not as if it's minor not minor things but as in things that could be a bit contentious but yes. not necessarily like overwhelmingly offensive and therefore well, they keep them in everybody just to, like, found music nobody didn't find like everybody I, found it it's really so offensive obvious. from what I from what I gathered from like because obviously I was a bit like what the hell yeah um she was um sort of what was the word influenced by um a charity an autistic charity can't remember the name but the charity itself is like heavily criticized as well for some of its procedures that it promotes right so yeah she sort of listened to the wrong people i think on that although i don't know if that excuses everything else in no. the film well, isn't there don't they like promote like restraining the like yes that's people, like and yeah and that's something that the charity i think yeah. puts forward but sorry but it is baffling that maddie ziegler would like sign up to that i mean maybe not as she's like see as muse or whatever we had no choice but I think she, I think there were, from what I've read as well, there was points when maybe she questioned, I think she at first was like, I don't really want to do this. And she was like, trust me, you'll be fine. Like, mm. I won't let you sort of like, f like, you know, experience anything bad. Mm. And that did not happen. But also then Maddie Ziegler then reappeared in West Side Story. I see, I didn't recognize her. My sister pointed this out. I was like, surely you're joking. Cause I know that the main, obviously, well, she belongs to the real name. I mean, the character's name, but obviously the main character actress is Rachel Zegler. Yeah, yeah. What, what's her character again? Maria. Maria, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but yes, Maria obviously is played by Rachel Zegler. I thought she was like, oh, got confused, but no, she's actually in the film. Yeah, yeah. She's in. I mean, obviously she's professionally trained as a dancer, so she's more than qualified mm. to be in it. But it is interesting. Like, it feels a bit like the social media world's like popping into things because even Rachel Zegler, she like basically came from YouTube because I mean I'd watched her before like her singing stuff mm. so it's funny like seeing her being cast and then like having an awareness that they were doing the remake and then it coming out and things yeah definitely I am kindly gonna have to leave oh, to no. go and do the art show but gonna go off the I, rails now. I can leave you two in your own capable hands but thank you for having me on it's nice having you yeah, here yeah. thank you right I will see you later. Go on. What was the worst film you saw this year? Well, then? I mean, it wasn't bad in the sense of music. It was just immensely disappointing more than anything. Ooh. That was uh, The Woman in the Window. Oh. The, uh, it was a Netflix film. Actually, it wasn't originally a Netflix film. I think Netflix bought the rights off Fox because they just didn't want it anymore because it was bad. <laughs> and um, I think it, ha it went through a lot of reshoots, which were, which I think altered the film and ruined according to uh, Joe Wright who directed it he, it it, it wasn't his original vision but I mean they all say that everyone says that when a film's bad but it was about a woman who is agoraphobic and doesn't leave the house and then she sees something happen across the street and then she sort of thinks that a crime's been committed sort of like rear window-esque it's based on a book by somebody who I think is a bad person as well <laughs> Sounds like the perfect film. Yeah, to AJ at. Finn wrote the novel, and I'm fairly sure there was some controversy about him, but I don't know what it is. Oh. But yeah, it was. I think at one point, I'm sure at one point, Rear Window is on the TV, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, we get it. Nice. We get, we get, you're inspired by it, and it's just like, but I just sat there going, I should watch Rear, Rear Window instead, because that's a very good film, and this really isn't. And it made it even worse. Because Amy Adams in it, and I love Amy Adams. I think she's so great. And then she was in that. She was in Hillbilly Elegy, and you just go, 
and she's in the Dear Evan Hansen film, which is apparently really bad. And I'm like, just be in a good film again, please. That's all I want is Amy Adams to be in a good film again. Because she's so good. Yeah. But, oh yeah, the cast was like Gary Oldman. I can't remember who else is, uh, who else is in it. But it's full of like really great actors. All just sort of not being used very well. I hate that. Julianne Moore, Anthony Mackie, Jennifer Jason Leigh. That's actually quite a good cast. I yeah. mean, yeah, I remember hearing it was banned, just avoiding it like the plague. Yeah. I watched it on the first day it was released because I was really excited for it. And I was like, oh, why did I do this? To be fair, I mean, not a bad film by any stretch of the, magi- of the imagination, but definitely another disappointment is Don't Look Up, I think. I don't know. I I thought the last hour of Don't Look Up was consistently very, very funny. Yeah. I think if you really, if you got into the satire and it was your sort of humour, then it would be incredible. Like, I loved Vice so much. Yeah. I know a lot of people thought Vice was a bit iffy, but I thought it was just laugh out loud funny consistently. So I was very looking, so hyped for Don't Look Up. And there was bits I was like, oh, it's a bit iffy in places, but I still thought it was very funny. But I do I do agree. I think it wasn't as good as I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, like, with a cast like that, you, like... If literally, you, if the screenplay was just a bit better, it probably would be sweeping everywhere. Like it's just, it's. I think it's just a bit of a shame that we had this great cast together, and Donald Cup was the end result. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe the film isn't too bad. It might. Have, I might have liked it more if the cast wasn't as good as it was. Maybe. But I think it was just for me in the end. It just felt like a bit like a waste of talent. Like even Adam McKay himself. You know, he's quite a talented guy, and it was just sad that that's what we got. Um, I do. I need to rewatch it though. I feel like on a second watch I might see it quite differently yeah I think Leonardo DiCaprio was excellent as well yeah I think Angela Lawrence everyone was really good in it but I thought it was very unlike Leonardo DiCaprio it was very sort of against type like he wasn't playing sort of the really hot attractive one anymore I mean again I mean I I said it just but I think Jennifer Lawrence as well I don't think she'd ever had like a comedic role like that and that was I mean, obviously, she's quite funny in interviews and stuff, so it's not a surprise that she yes. can do this. But like, definitely, like a new role, sort of role for her. And I'd be interested to see her do more comedies in the future. Yeah. Um, should we go on to some award season favourites? Oh, we can do, and I'd like to start. Go on. We briefly touched upon earlier with best supporting actor. Oh, here we go. Hashtag Team uh-huh. Troy. <coughs> this is the one where there's. I want to get. I want to say stuff about this. Go on. I mean, I would love Team Troy. I'd love for. Don't for say that, it. Don't say anything more. I'd love for that to happen because I I genuinely think he deserves it. Yeah. He's very very. He's so funny in Cody. Yeah. How like Cody Smith McPhee is going to win for Power of the Dog, mm. and that's fine because he is very good. He and is. I think the entire cast of that is incredible. Power of the Dog is incredible, and they won't. It won't win actor and both supporting actor and actress but if it did it wouldn't be unsurprising or unfair okay so because i think they are all incredible performances yeah I'm not saying they're necessarily the best but they're up there and you go if they won the oscar back there like for bandit cumberbatch and kirsten Dunst as well oh well they won't but if they did i'd be like okay that's fair okay um, but yeah cody smith is going to win yeah 
Okay. And I think I've accepted that now. But my main issue is, is if Jared Leto gets nominated, I am just I'm going to lose it. In he's so so bad in House of Gucci, it's unbelievable that he's going to be nom- he's been nominated for anything apart from the Razzie. <laughs> like, if, do you think if you he ha- will? I think he might get the Razzie as well, or at least get nominated for the Razzie. Like Glenn Close got both for yeah, Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, Hillbilly Elegy. Have you seen House of Gucci yet? <laughs> See, this is another film I avoided. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if somebody doesn't know how bad Jerry Leto is, you just have to watch watch a clip of him in the film. There's like, there's a bit when he's talking to Lady Gaga, and he's just like, "You're going to make me cry," and like. Oh. I love the trailer though. Yeah, no, <laughs> is, the, the trailer, trailer makes it look like a comedy, but it's not a comedy. The film is completely serious, apart from Jared Leto when he just walks in with this almost offensive Italian accent, like Mario-esque accent. Like, it's just a macabre, and you're like, oh, just please, why? Like, like, just why are you in a different film? Why are you being a pantomime character in what is? A tragedy, the tragic events that happen in the film is being told really straight and serious. And then this character, just, and then Jared Leto just rocks up and just starts like trying to be funny. And you know, this isn't the film you're trying to watch. This isn't the film that is trying to be made here. And I don't, I genuinely don't know how Ridley Scott let him get away with it. Is it the time to start the recast Chris Pratt to Jared Leto for Mario campaign? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was just, no, because. Jared Leto overacts in everything, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to be in it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I've touched on why I think Troy should win Best Supporting Actor. I think the performance that he gave is unlike anything actually we've ever seen. I, 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 do I wouldn't be upset if Cody Smith McPhee won. He is very good in it. Um, something that I didn't appreciate until having forced myself to watch it the second time round, which I'm very glad I convinced you to do that. Yeah. First hour was not for me, or second hour makes the first hour worth it, and I think if I watched it again, I would like it a lot more. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be sad if it won Best Picture, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, Troy, it's just the physical performance of it, and it's the fact yes. that, you know, it's, it's in sign language as well, it's, and just the way that the sign language like has been, uh, sorry, the way the script has been translated by Troy and his performance, I think is, just exceptional and something again we've never seen before and it would be it would be you know great if he could win um if not i'm sure he'll be in stuff in the future he's mm. too good to just let the slide um he's also very very funny hilarious yeah definitely it's very fun <laughs> yeah 100 i think all the cats are quite funny like marley matlin as well yeah. as the mum she's great in it as well um oscar winner youngest yep. ever best actress winner i believe but um but the scenes I laughed the most at, that, that one scene when um, they're in the house and then the boys come up, that's, yes. that's amazing, that's just... The sex talk is never one that you want your parents to have. <laughs> you definitely oh, don't was... want it in ASL. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thankfully, I never had anything like that in my time. Uh, yeah. But um, in terms of best supporting actress, I mean, I think I might disagree with you about Kirsten Dunst. I think no, she's I, great. I don't think she's going to... She's not going I don't think she'll win, but I think... But I, I think she could win because I think she is very, very good. But I think, I, I personally think Ariana DeBose and Ka- Katrina Balfe, I believe her name is, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but are miles ahead of everyone else in that category. Yes, I mean, yeah, I agree. Ariana DeBose, I think, 
edges it out for me just in terms of the role is just so much wider and Anita, mm. you know, won Rita Moreno, her Oscar. Yeah. She's exceptional and deserves more. So, I mean, this is like her second, like, proper film role, I think. Well, it's probably not exactly second, but the last thing I she was in was The Prom with James Corden. <laughs> so, you know, it's quite the yeah. step up for her. And I think it would definitely be the right decision if she won. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Ariana DeBose for that. Yeah. Um, it also means that um, Anita will join the Joker and Don Corleone as the only two, as the only as the third character to win to, won two Oscars. As she should, as she and, should. Yeah, I mean, when you've got those two characters, like we need to, we need actually like a, a good character, like a nice character. That is true. Not, not these evil, evil, twisted people. Exactly. Yeah. Fair. But. Uh, so any, yes, best actor, best actress. So I suppose you do you think Benny sees the best performance? I don't know, but oh. I just I don't like it when the person who's favourite from the whole way through just sweeps everything. So I just don't want Will Smith. Like obviously, I think Will Smith and King Richard is great. Yeah, and if he won, you go, you know, it's fair. I mean, he had multiple nominations and not won, and I think it probably is his time to win. But and it is, it's do, a great performance. Oh, as well. it is a great performance. I mean, I've still not seen Tick Tick Boom, and apparently Andrew Garfield is he is really really good in that. Well, yeah, I see. I I'm on Team Will Smith. Um, yeah. I have been since I've seen King Richard. I think he has delivered probably a career best in that film. I didn't care for the film Tick Tick Boom, but there's like Andrew Garfield definitely like for all my issues I have with that film, and you know I did have my issues. Um, he is like like he like he is Jonathan Larson in that film and his singing as well is insane mm. especially since from what I hear he didn't do much singing or any singing before that role so that, yeah I heard that he said he couldn't sing and then Lin-Manuel Miranda got him to sing and then after he finished um, he threw a shoe at Andrew Garfield and said <laughs> like shut up stop telling people stop letting people tell you what you can and can't do because he was like so impressed that's brilliant that's a great story but, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be so. Yeah. I, I I don't like. I think I, I don't know how I feel about Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. I think he's I think he's good in everything. Don't get me wrong. See, I that's my issue. I I've never I've never thought he was bad, but I've never I've never got the Benedict Cumberbatch hype of it's Benedict, like because I feel a lot of it was he was in Sherlock. Everyone loved Sherlock. Everyone was like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is so hot. And then I'm and like became be, <laughs> became like a a sex icon. As, as is referenced in uh, Yesterday, the Danny Boyle film, like the Beatles music, they're like, oh, miracles can happen, like like what? Benedict Cumberbatch being a sex icon, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, but I've never been like fully convinced, like I'm obviously a good actor, but I've never been like, wow, Benedict Cumberbatch is like really up there and like deserves multiple Oscar nominations and stuff. But then when I watched this, I was like, when I watched Power of the Dog, I was like, wow, like, I thought he was incredible in it. So. I think because of that, I'm more leaning towards him at the moment. Not saying it's necessarily the best performance, but I like, I wouldn't, I quite like him to win. But again, I quite like Andrew Garfield to win, but I've not seen TikTok Boom, so I can't really judge it on that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think Benedict Cumberbatch, he is good in Power of the Dog. I don't know. I just think he has a better performance in him. And I just don't think it's there as good is, as yeah. those two. Um, I just think there are bits in, bits where maybe for me it just felt a bit off. I don't know. I can't pinpoint it, but yeah. yeah. 
onwards to the best actress. I yeah, mean, I think it's completely up in the air. Pre- fairly up in the air at the moment. No opinion on this. I think. Well, I, I was, mean, Christian Stewart is very good in Spencer as Diana. Yeah. But she she missed out on the Screen Actors Guild nominations, which is insane. Okay. And I, British British people didn't take to it as much as the Americans, so she might. I've heard rumours that she might miss the BAFTA as well. Well, I think. And I think at that point yeah. she won't. She might still get Oscar nominated. She'll probably get nominated, but I don't think she'll win. Well, with in regards to her as um like Princess Diana and like British people not taking to it, I think they sort of showed her to be a bit mad, which I think is unfair. I mean, Princess Diana was obviously depressed. But she wasn't acting like irrationally yeah, but, at the time. But that's the thing. The film, I think, that was the thing that was misunderstood about Spencer was it wasn't actually about Diana. Well, it obviously it was. No, but I didn't it, it also wasn't because it starts with like a fable based on a true tragedy, and I think that really sums the film up. Like, yes, it's, it's they've taken us the the story of a princess who was sort of her who her husband was cheating on her, and I don't really know that much yes, about fair. Diana. Uh, but and then she sort of gets pushed out of the family and sort of and like all of this and they've taken that idea and then created a story around that sort of like like the, I think the fable was the best thing the best word to use because like the tortoise and the hare isn't actually about a tortoise or a hare yes and I think I think that's what people misunderstood about Spencer like yes Kristen Stewart's playing Diana and that's all these characters all these actors are playing these real like real people but the story is just a it's a tale of a woman in being put in an awful situation and how she could have reacted to it and it's so she's playing diana in like on the surface but she's also kind of not and i think that any people who really didn't like it i think didn't necessarily view it in that way i no i agree with that i agree like I think then, and this is my thing. I wouldn't be upset if Kristen Schick won the Oscar. Yeah. I, but the way, like, I came out of it, and this is sort of, how I just felt like she did a great job of playing someone who was going mad. Um, you know, like mm. she did a great job of what she was given, and like sort of the range there. But I, yeah, and I think this is the issue with the Oscars in terms of when they give out awards. They give out awards for people playing real life people. Yes. And I wouldn't like it if people voted for Kristen Schick to win the Oscar. I think that's also why she maybe didn't get nominated for the SAG is because, I, like, why not just change the names? You know, yeah. The moment they did that, they sort of shot her in the foot a bit because, you know, she's playing a character based on a real person, but is also different from that person. But no one would go and see a film, just a random indie film about Christian Stewart playing this person, this rich person. Yeah, and um, yeah. And I think it's just it's just a it's a it's a window into a story is, like. You've got you've got to have a window into a story. You can't just say this is a story. Like it's just a way to, you know. Yeah, totally. No, I agree. I mean, Kristen Stewart, great performance. Issue burn. I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, I've not seen. I've seen Lady Gaga in House of Gucci, but I've not really seen like Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Nicole Kidman. I've not seen all the other like major contenders so I can't this is one I can't really yeah and you haven't either so I don't think it's one we can really just like I wouldn't be sad yeah. Lady Gaga win because I like her as an actress but I'm I, not I just I just don't I know don't how think, she is yeah I don't think the film's good enough fair enough but yeah speaking of films on to Best, best Picture Best Picture it, I mean is, is Belfast or Power of the Dog yeah I'd be happy with either of them to be honest yeah I think I think in general I 
Yeah. I'm on Team Belfast. It was my favourite film of 2021 overall. And we're showing it in the film stock, guys. So the, week, the two weeks before the Oscars. So. Two, oh, who knows? Who yeah. knows? But I think it, it for me, it, it works well on every level. The cinematography, the editing, the script, just like best picture, I think, is something that has to encapsulate all these things. Yes. And Belfast, I think, does that. And the reason I think it edges out Power of the Dog, even though the ending is great, and I said before, it makes maybe the beginning of it work. It doesn't have that pacing issue, I think, that Power of the Dog yeah, does. Yeah, because it's very, like, Belfast is very, it's like 100, less than, it's under 100 minutes, so it's not even a long one. And that, for me, just edges it out for if me. If it had been longer, I think it would have been worse. Yes, definitely. Because it told a story, and it didn't need to tell anything else. 100%. No, I yeah. agree. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that captures my feelings. So that'll, that'll be my guess, um, my prediction. But if you ha if you could choose any, would you go for Coda, Encanto? Oh. I think Encanto should get a Best Picture nomination. In general, it will not, and it will, although it better win Best Animated Feature, I swear to God. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I, I've, I, heard, I've heard Mitchell's versus the Machines is meant to be really good on that yes. by Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, who did Spider-Verse. But it's just, like, whatever. Yeah. I'd like Spider-Man No Way Home to get a Best Picture nomination, though. <laughs> I mean, it won't, obviously, but I do think, but the, I, was talking, I was talking to somebody about this, and we're like, and they were saying, why not? Why shouldn't it get one? And I was like, that perfectly, to me, that perfectly sums up why it should, because there's no reason it shouldn't. Um, apart, apart from the fact that it's a blockbuster and it's a comic book movie and they don't get nominated. But why don't they get nominated? Because of the bias against it. But it doesn't, it's a well-constructed film with a, it's, it, it's with complicated plots. And like it's it's a very good it it's got to have a good script otherwise it wouldn't function yeah. on the most basic level. So why shouldn't it? I do love Spider Man. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's one of my favourites of the year. But I do think, especially in the middle, it just. I mean, to be fair, definitely better than some of the pictures that are being considered for best picture. So I suppose in that sense, yeah, maybe it should be. It would we, are, we are showing it at Film Sock in a few weeks. Yeah, so. I do. I do love it, and no spoilers, I suppose. So <laughs> need to sort of be careful on what I say, but. Spider-Man's in it. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, Tom Holland is in it. He is. Uh, but yeah, I think in the middle of it, maybe, um, sort of loses itself, and then the ending, it goes very strong. Uh, it's mm. a very strong ending. Um, and the performance is actually, Tom Holland really proves himself as an actor. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I always have this sort of debate with Avengers Endgame for being the sort of film that culminates all yeah. these like narratives in one big story. I think that should have been the right first yeah. picture. But and I, why didn't it? Because it's a superhero film. Well, yeah, there we go. But I and think because yeah, yeah, I think that maybe. And, yeah, yeah, I think maybe that should have been the right first picture. But I don't know about um, I don't know about Spider Man. Yeah. But anyway, shall we come to a conclusion? Yeah. Pick a film for, of the week for the following week. Do you know what it means? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was hoping you would. No. I suppose is it a film that we're going to discuss? Uh, who knows? I mean, Freya's gone. Yeah, Freya has gone. This is, I mean, this is, must be great listening, yeah. guys. Um, I did say it would fall apart once you left. I, you know what? I will say, like, maybe we should discuss the film we're showing this week. 
for the film stock. That seems to make sense to me. Was in Last Night in Soho, like afterwards, or yeah, Last Night in Soho. I think is it... wish West Side Story is next week. Yeah, the week after. So we'll say it's maybe Last Night in Soho. We'll talk about something, or maybe it will be West Side Story. And that's that's the great thing about this podcast. You just don't know what you're going to get yeah. <laughs> in the coming weeks. It's like a present. Exactly. It's a Christmas present every week. Anyway, I suppose we better sign off then. Yeah. So, um, you know. Thanks I've, for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, come to Film Sock. £3.50. £3.50. And honestly, the films this year, I mean, this term even, are really good. So, yeah. Because we've seen a lot of them. Yeah, I think I've seen five of them. Yes. So, you know. Check them out. That's yeah. all I've got to say. Anyway, goodbye, guys. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Done. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.